You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. episode is sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your practice. One of Jane's most popular features is the online intake forms. They're designed to be convenient, allowing patients or clients to complete forms on their schedule rather than during your treatment time. Jane's online intake forms help you collect all the information you need before your appointment begins. You can choose to send your intake forms manually or enable them to send automatically at the time of booking for a more hands-off approach. There's even a friendly reminder sent 24 hours before a patient's appointment if they forget to complete it. And when the treatment is done, you won't have to worry about chasing payments. Jane's PCI compliant payment solution, Jane Payments, allows you to securely collect credit card details through your intake form. To see how the online intake forms can help you spend more time helping your patients, head to jane.app forward slash guide to book a personalized demo. Don't forget, you can use the code NURSECEO at the time of sign up for a one month grace period applied to your new account. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have Josh Condado and Colin Davis on with us from All Day Investments. Um, Josh and Colin, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, so let's, I always like to get background first, um, you know, how you started out as a nurse, why you became a nurse, that kind of stuff. So maybe each of you can give us, um, a, you know, a, a little bit about uh, your career as a nurse before you got into the business, which we'll talk about afterwards. Colin, you want to go first? You want to go first, Josh? <laughs> All right. I'll, you go I'll, ahead. I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. All right. So I am a nurse um, mostly because I have a family of nurses. If there's 20 people in the room, probably 15 of us are nurses in my family. Um, that might be exaggerating a little bit, but my dad's a, a CRNA. My sister's a nurse. I have two uncles that are nurses, nurse practitioners. It's just, it runs in the family. And I, I considered doing some other things, but I always just fell back to nursing because I didn't. They have much. got to be fun family dinners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The inappropriate conversations come up all the time because we're just so used to talking about stuff. <laughs> um, um, so that's okay. when I that's when I decided to do nursing. Um, I think I mentioned my dad's a CRNA. That was always kind of in the back of my mind. Um, and then once I finally got through nursing, uh, my first job was in the ICU, and it was kind of the first step to becoming a CRNA. Worked in the ICU for two years, and then I went back to school, and now I've been been a CRNA just about six years. Six years, okay. And uh, Colin, yeah. So mine was a little different. I uh, I actually didn't have any nurses in my family um, until I married Josh's sister, but uh, <laughs> that's how we know each other. But I, um, yeah, I just kind of. After high school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I did a little community college, did a mission trip, and then met a guy camping. He was telling me about nursing. Uh, the schedule sounded great. Pay was pretty good. So I started looking into it and then kind of going back and forth. I finally ended up doing it and then, uh, yeah, got right into ER nursing. And that was mostly what I focused on. And then uh, I actually met uh, Josh's sister on a travel assignment and uh, she was working in the ER as well. We uh, started dating, got married, and 
that's how Josh and I met. And then we started doing some uh, real estate investing together. Uh, okay. So Josh's family didn't convert you into nursing after you married his sister. No, no, no. I was, I was, <laughs> I was already, he, his, uh, his dad tried very hard to convert myself and my wife to uh, CRNAs, but we just, uh, we went the travel nursing route instead. Yeah, that that's uh, that's a lot of fun. I, I'm sorry I didn't do the travel stuff. I did one travel assignment. It was I was living in in Texas at the time, and I had to come back to Philadelphia uh, where my my family lives. So I'm like, oh, I'll do a travel assignment, and it's like the lamest thing you could ever do. <laughs> um, but that was my one experience with travel, and I hear all these stories, and I'm like, I have FOMO. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so you guys knew each other because you have this family line and, um, you're, you're doing your own thing. How long have you been a nurse? Um, Colin? I started 2011. So it's been about 12 years now. About 12 years. I guess now it's going on 13. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that feels like just yesterday, 2011. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, I was like, you're brand new, but 12 years is a long time. Okay. Yep. Um, so where did this idea of a business come from? And was this dad approved? Like, was this something he was like, yeah, you should definitely do. <laughs> well, um, I guess, yeah, we have different stories on it, but I, I, I actually attribute it to Josh's parents because they were buying small, uh, small single family homes in Wisconsin and renting them out. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I would say it was dad approved. <laughs> yeah. But they were, so they were doing like the, we, I know several people that are kind of like dabbling. I, I would call them dabblers so that you like buy a single family house and then you think eventually, and and these are not expensive single family houses, like $30,000 full price. Um, oh, wow. So, so they have a few of those. It might be harder to find those now. They, they bought several of them probably what seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, but sorry to continue. Oh no, I was going to let you go, but, but yeah, so, <laughs> so they were doing that and, um, that's kind of what sparked my interest. Josh, in the meantime, had been talking to his cousin who was investing in real estate. And so I think Josh attributes it more to that. But for me, it was this, uh, just this idea of, you know, buying these homes for $50,000, paying them off in 10 or 15 years and having these cash flowing assets that, you know, could supplement a, uh, you know, retirement income in the future. Um, so I started looking at stuff in Wisconsin. I'm actually based out of Los Angeles. Josh lives in Green Bay. Um, so it, we just kind of got to talking and we were both having similar thoughts. So it was just like, well, hey, why don't we partner up? You're, you're kind of boots on the ground there. I can find the deals. I can look at this stuff and then you can go check them out. So kind of stemmed from there. Okay. And there's probably not the quite the real estate market like that in LA, I'm assuming. <laughs> Yeah, a little, little cheaper. Yeah, very different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so you would find the properties and Josh would go check them out. That's how it started. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely how it started. I would go and see. And, and granted, we're looking at these same very inexpensive $30,000. We looked at a $40,000 house. We were really getting out of our price range <laughs> to look at that one. Um, but as Colin mentioned, like we, we both had the same kind of idea around the same time and we started talking and we both had saved up what was it like 20 or 30 grand? Yeah. And and we're like, well, this will go a lot further if we if we partner up. We can we can handle a couple mistakes if we have more money uh to deal with. Now and, were these houses that you had to flip as well? So everything. So uh the Burr strategy was very popular when I first started learning about stuff. And that stands for so B R R R R that stands for buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. So that was really, really popular when we first started 
And that was, that was our plan going, uh, as when we were starting out. So we planned on just doing that same strategy over and over and over. And the first one worked out really well. Second one, not so much, but it didn't scare us away. We kept doing it <laughs> and it's paid off. Okay. <laughs> so you did flip those early ones, um, or. So we still have the first one. So we, right. so we bought it cash. Um, I don't know if, how many, how much of the numbers you want us to get into of the first one, but so we bought our first one, $35,000. We used $20,000 to um, fix it up. And this is all cash. So $55,000. And then we go to the bank and say, hey, we want to cash out refinance. And they gave us 75% loan to value. So we ended up getting $60,000 back. Um, so it felt like we now have this 60 or this 80, it was worth $80,000 after we fixed it up. So then oh, at wow. that point, it felt like we had an $80,000 house for free. Okay. But you decide, okay. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I keep using the word flip and I'm thinking like renovate, uh, like a complete renovation of stuff. So, yes. um, your plan was to hold on to them, not actually just flip them. Correct. Okay. And then you get renters into the house. Um, okay. Um, and were you guys like watching a whole lot of property brothers at this time? Was that like a big motivator? Cause that was, I'm, I'm, I renovated my whole house because I watched way too much H2 HGTV <laughs> today. And- <laughs> Something along those lines. I didn't watch that exact show, but yes, there's a lot of those things that would give me tons of motivation and then we'd go out and try it. An yeah. inspiration. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and did you, what, what kind of like mistakes did you make along the way? Oh man. How much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> Trying no, to it was, 30 minutes? No. Yeah, it wasn't. Too, I mean, the biggest thing was just uh, like on the first house, we did pretty well and we pocketed $5,000 on the refinance, but we forgot to take the cover off the air conditioner. And when, when summer, we rented it out in uh, January. So when summer came around and they went to turn it on, they're like, it's not working. And our contractor drove by, he's like, tell them to take the cover off. And I was like, oh, these people, they take the cover off and it looked like it had melted. So um, yeah, just thorough inspections. Cause then the next house we bought, we had the contractor walk it and skip the inspection because we're pretty confident that he had done a thorough look through. Well, Well, you know. One also, we were planning on doing a full gut rehab, so we weren't all That's that true, concerned. Yeah. yeah. Turns but out we then, should have still done one. Yeah. Fast forward to a couple years later, because it ended up just being this nightmare of a, what ended up being a flip. It was supposed to be another buy and hold. Um, when the the buyer went to do the inspection, they found like burned beams in the ceiling of the attic and like all this stuff. And structurally, it was fine, but it was, we just ended up having to do all this stuff. Um, so yeah, little just rookie mistakes passing on a $500 inspection to save the $500, which cost us a lot more in the long run, but nothing, nothing that put us out of business, thankfully. So what was your goal? Like um, how many houses did you, or do you want to have in your portfolio? That's, (laughs) I think we also, we have a little different stories along these lines as well. So I've, um, so I, I had been a CRNA already a few years before we started investing. So for me, this was just kind of a long-term wealth play. Like I'll just buy one every year. And when I'm ready to retire, I'll have like 40 and that'll be some nice cash flow or something. Um, Colin, definitely. I feel like you had a different idea when we started. I don't know. Well, well, initially, like I said, it was just like, I saw these homes were like making 500 bucks a month, let's say. So I was like, if I could get these all paid off and have 10 of them, I'd be making $5,000 a month. And initially I was just thinking, okay, that'll supplement whatever I have saved in a 401k. And I I can live pretty comfortably off that. And that'll be pretty easy to manage. But as we got more into it, it was like, okay, well, this could potentially, you know, provide 
the income to replace nursing or supplement it to the point where I could just do it if and when I felt like doing it. Um, so kind of jumping ahead, we've, we've moved into a buying and uh, holding mobile home parks. And our goal now is our, I guess our goal now is about a thousand units on those, which we figure would, you know, easily replace all of our nursing incomes. Yeah, Cause I include my wife. Cause she was, she was also part of, um, she's a part of our business and she was a part of that first yeah. deal we did. And she, she's a big part of the business. We couldn't do what we do without her. Yeah. She's <laughs> he, Josh and I are like the visionaries, but, but like I've said this before, it's like our skill sets don't necessarily complement each other. Well, we kind of just step on each other's toes a lot because we're good at the same stuff, but we have a great time while we're doing it. We so. have so much fun. <laughs> so it's worth it. <laughs> But, uh, but then, you know, my wife, uh, Jen, she's, she's the, the organized one. Oops, sorry about that. She's the organized one that, you know, kind of cleans up the messes Josh and I create as we're just charging ahead, trying to like do more and more and more. Yeah. Let's skip the inspection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to buy her. <laughs> yeah. She, she wasn't as involved then as she is now, but had she been, she would have been like, wait, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Um, okay, so why did you end up starting um, a business? Why not just do this kind of off on your own? Um, I well, for me, I know my mind, my mindset kind of shifted a little bit after that first property that we we kind of fumbled along. We didn't like we had done a lot of research and a lot of education, but not probably near as much as we should have. And once it was all said and done, looking back and seeing how well it worked out that was kind of where I realized like, wow, this actually could be something we, we could make this something pretty big if we actually just continue to educate ourselves and continue to do these things. Cause yeah, like I said, we've, we kind of just thought it would work out and it, it really did. So, <laughs> so let's, let's make a business out of this and, and figure it out and do things the right way. And I think we can go a lot further. Well, how far into it did you get before you were like, you know, this, this could definitely be a business. And were you both on the same page of, yeah, let's, let's turn this into a business. Yeah, uh, that's another thing where I feel like kind we kind of, kinda, yeah, we're kind of like back and forth with our goals. I mean, we, we did the legal formation of the business actually before we even bought our first property. And I think a lot of that had to do with just podcast. We were listening to bigger pockets all the time. And they're always saying like, make sure you form an LLC to protect yourselves. And being that we're dealing with family, we just wanted to make sure we had things laid out to avoid any kind of drama um, and any kind of situations that might arise just to have the, I guess, the the plans in place so it wouldn't, you know, cause any problems in our relationship. Um, and then as we went along, like I was, you know, kind of more motivated to get out of nursing um, and and focus strictly on real estate investing, whereas Josh at times was wanting to do that, but then was, you know, he makes really good money as a CRNA. So, and it's a pretty comfortable lifestyle. So I guess I'll, I mean, I'll let him, I'll let him speak to it, but it was like, no, that's exactly it. Like I, I went back to school and I, I, I pushed myself through school and it wasn't easy. And like, part of me is like, yeah, let's do this because I, I know how far you can go. Um, as a CRNA, there's a ceiling, like you can only make as much as you work. Um, but as far as like real estate investing and all that goes, there's no ceiling. It's just how far can you go? Right. Um, so I, I like the way that sounded, but at the same time, like I can also just go to the hospital and make a really good salary and I don't have to work that much harder anymore. I've done, I've done all my hard work. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I go back and forth. I still go back and forth, but I'm a lot more leaning heavily into the business now. 
Okay. And so tell me what the business is and are, are you helping other people invest? Is it, you know, talk about um, what, what the business name is and um, what the purpose of the business is. Yeah. So we, so we're, we're doing a few things. So we, um, like Colin mentioned earlier, we're buying mobile home parks. Now that's our strategy. It's our focus, our, our niche. And uh, we just started uh, raising money for deals. So now we we help other people get into real estate investing um, by way of limited partnerships at this point. But it's more of like, it's more of sort of a mentorship to where we can kind of teach what we do. Um, it's like an entry level way to get started. Okay, so if um, do you just work with nurses or do you work with anybody who is interested? Right now, anybody who's interested, but we definitely, because of our nursing background, we have a, a, a soft spot, a soft spot, I guess, for, for nurses, because we know there's, and, and that's kind of, we were going to mention at some point, but we started a podcast and it's actually, it's for nurses who want to invest in real estate specifically. Um, so we do talk a lot about that. And um, there's a lot of nurses that are feeling a lot of burnout. And I know you, you speak, you speak to this as well, and it's great. Um, so we, we want to help nurses feel more comfortable in, in their situation. Okay. Um, and so it, when they, if they come to you um, and you help mentor that you're helping to mentor them into buying uh, mobile homes like you are or uh, flipping houses or whatever they want to do, or do you have something specific? I think not right yeah. now. We're, so we're very early stages in the mentorship okay. part. Yeah. I think our big thing is just like, helping people get their first deal, whatever it is, because it's like, uh, I think a lot of people think about this stuff and they, they research it and they listen to the podcast and they read the books and it's like, but taking that first step, like that action to actually buy the first house, um, you know, mobile home parks now that we kind of know everything we know are pretty easy compared to like even a small multifamily. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily jump into that right away. So I think like, right now where we're at i'd say like other than like attracting people to invest with us as far as mentoring our big push is just like helping people get started and get that first deal okay mm -hmm. and when did you guys decide to start the podcast like where did that conversation come up that was... so we have <laughs> we, we have a lot Years. of fun working together <laughs> um so it was always just an idea that was thrown out like oh we should start a podcast that'd be great more time to talk to each other i guess yeah uh, um, so I think the idea originally was thrown out I don't know, probably a year ago. Um, and we it's just probably longer than that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, because we kind of started the process about a year ago, but prior to that, we'd just been talking like, Oh, we should start a podcast. Like, yeah, it'd be fun. Everybody's doing it. They're so easy. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little did we know. Uh, I was going to say, is it fun and easy? <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Not, not easy. <laughs> um, so we, we launched November of last year. Um, I think we, Today we just dropped, was it our 20th episode? I yeah. think. Um, so we we're talking to we we have a few non-nurse guests kind of sprinkled in, but it's the majority of our guests are nurses that are that are doing real estate or have some sort of niche that they're they're helping other nurses with. Is this like a a a, a niche within nursing, like all of this real estate stuff for nurses? That's that was the goal, yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's a lot of other nurses out there that are, that are doing this as well. There is. Yeah. I yeah. think there, it was surprising to me how many other, um, healthcare and nurses are, are buying real estate. And yeah. so we, yeah, we bring them on as guests. 
Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and then, I... oh, sorry. We're just like, even just like financial education, like, and you know, some of people like aren't specifically real estate, but like kind of similar to what you're putting out there and what you're promoting is like, like making something outside of like the bedside and like the clocking in and clocking out that can create that passive income. Cause it's just like, like, I think Josh has mentioned this a bunch of times, but it's just like, when you, when you're doing this by choice, as opposed to like having to do this, having to pick up the extra shifts, like a lot of people actually enjoy nursing, but I think a lot of the burnout is just related to this need to pick up extra shifts and all that. So if you can just create something to supplement that, you can enjoy what you do now. Yeah. Well, the problem with picking up extra shifts is that you start to live up to that extra income that's coming in and then it doesn't become like extra shifts. It becomes mandatory. Like I need this Mm -hmm. in order to pay for all the crap that I just bought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I found myself doing that when I was a nurse, I'd I'd work like five twelves a week, just on average. And then even once, even once I became a CRNA, I started picking up extra shifts and then it became the normal and I just had to keep doing it. It wasn't until we started buying real estate that I was able to actually slow down. Yeah. And you know that you're right. That is a, a lot of the burnout because when you're working five twelves, you know, the, the it, you know, if you were just working three twelves, which no nurse does, right. uh, <laughs> it's a really cushy job, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to have a, I had a friend that she only did two 12 hour shifts uh, a week and that was her whole life. And I was just like, well, what do you, I couldn't imagine, like, I didn't understand, like, what could you do with the rest of your time? I'm like, I, I work five days a week, you know, with these five twelves and it's exhausting. And yeah. you do burn out and you're right. Like I, I, I think I did the calculation once. Like if I worked every single day, 12 hours a day, even include overtime as an RN, I still couldn't break like uh, the 200 mark, which, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it comes at a massive cost, <laughs> you know, it yeah. comes, at, you know, yeah. your friends, your family, your sanity, your health, um, all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you pick up your shift now, even though, even though extra shifts are good pay, as soon as you stop picking them up, they stop coming. But another realization I had was like, you can put a lot of work in right now and in, in business or in real estate and it'll pay you forever. Right. So that yeah. I re- that's like, that's kind of amazing. Like that's once you realize that there's right. no going back. <laughs> right. And, and plus like, you know, it's one of those things that I realized that I would live up or down to whatever income that I had. So if I had more money, I spent more money. If I had less money, I spent less money, but then you can really strategically use those extra shifts when you have some sort of goal. And I think that's what a lot of people lack is a goal where to put their money and what to do with it. Um, and I, you, you know, real estate seems like a, a great idea. So do you guys think that the market is still ripe for what it is that you're doing? Uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Well, yeah, and the, and yeah, if, we go had, ahead. if we had more time, we could go a lot more into detail, but you can buy real estate in so many different creative ways. Like with our three biggest property, three biggest, our two biggest properties we bought without any money out of pocket, um, through creative creative strategies, working with and not not just investors, working with like the seller and with the bank um, as partners. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of different ways you can buy them, and I, it's it's powerful once you realize the different ways you can do stuff. Well, and and, and like the higher interest rates have scared off a lot of people right now. Um, but it's it's like you know it's all just a calculation. It's like we you underwrite for the higher interest rate and you underwrite conservatively, and it's like okay, well if it works here at a point when the interest rates come down, we're going to be doing great. Right. Well, and, we're, not, we're not even underwriting off of that. We're underwriting off of now. And then yeah. if interest rates come down even better. Right. Exactly. And, and it's like, you know, the, the deals we're getting like 
they're cash flowing the way that it is right now. But the other thing that's great for us in terms of like finding the deals is that there's not this like huge influx of people like there was a couple of years ago where, you know, like people are bidding up prices and all that kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a good market for us to be looking at stuff in. Yeah, and the monthly payments are are pretty close to the same as they were a couple of years ago, just, just because there's so many people like bidding way over asking price yeah. as opposed to now, not a lot of stuff's going for a, over asking price and there's a lot less competition. Right. Yeah. So the, yeah, so the interest rates have scared off people that were maybe dabbling in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, been, we, this last year, it's been our best year so far. And this next year we're expecting to be even better. Yeah. <laughs> and we just, we just got a park under contract about a month ago that we'd actually looked at the year before and we got it under contract for like, it was like $70,000 less than we were going to have it under contract for the year before. And in oh, the meantime, wow. he paved the road. So it's like, that's, that's worth like another 30 or 40 grand. So, <laughs> so yeah, just timing, I guess worked out. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, it, yeah, it's definitely counterintuitive because, you know, really when, when people zig, you zag, and, and that sounds like what you guys have done is, is zag and it's going to set you up for, you know, that having that optimism that things will get better. The interest rates will come down. Um, the world will continue to you know, rotate around the sun, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah. that, <laughs> that, uh, having that optimism, I think is a huge plus, especially when you're in business and, and real estate. Yeah. 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 And it, I mean, we, we've, we've taken some hits along the way and it, and then it hurts, but you know, it's, yeah. As, as like all, all people have, if you're, yeah. if you're building a business or you're doing anything, you're going to take some hits, but right. you have more wins than losses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a risk uh, to start a business, but the payoffs are so big. It's it's just so worth um, you know risking. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, all right. So, if people are are interested in working with you guys, finding out more about what you do, or listening to your podcast, um, where can they go? So our our uh, website, our real estate website, is alldayinvestments.co, and then our podcast is Investing RN. So it's kind of a play on registered nurse, but also right now, because we think if you're going to start investing, you need to start right now. So, oh, and our Instagram, we have a podcast or in Instagram for our podcast and it's investing our in pod. Okay. Awesome. All yeah. right, guys. Well, thanks so much for sharing this with us today. Thanks yeah. For thanks for having us on. and thanks for what you're doing. This is Katie Harris saying, thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.